and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Recording one, two, three. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard to just say something, but we usually A, sing B, C, D, E, F, G. Bonjour, bonjour. Hey. Um, <laughs> would you like a cup of tea or a biscuit? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our friendly world, everybody. Indeed. Today is a beautiful day. We have a beautiful person to share with you today, to introduce you to. Before before that, you and I had quite a day yesterday, man. Oh my goodness. It was not okay. It was it was so not okay that I still my eyes still feel raw mm-hmm. and hot and red from all the crying I did yesterday, mm-hmm. which is good because when I don't cry, it just festers and I just feel worse, but it was a good release. Once in a while, I it just feels like you feel, I feel, I'll just speak for myself. I just feel, now I don't have a big problem, but I just think this is a human problem. Once in a while you just feel hopeless, like everything shows up and all the past trauma, all of everything that you're trying to get by daily. Right. Like, you know, things may not be perfect, but you try and you see the best of everything and you look around and give thanks for everything regardless of what is hurting you and sometimes you're just tired and one thing someone says can just totally throw you off right yeah and lo and behold we had a call with your parents yesterday so more issues came up like we were already dealing with stuff and then being reminded you you know you're such and such an age and you don't have enough money and you don't own a house you're still renting an apartment and you know it just and then so and so died of covid and cuz you know your parents tend to always i mean i know we're in a pandemic and everybody's dealing with disease but i mean it was too much so i went in the corner at my desk mm-hmm. and i was just sitting there and i don't know if er- anyone else does this but sometimes I just scroll through the phone and I'm like who can I I need I need a friend I need I need somebody and there's some people I can talk to but I feel like I don't want to overburden them right now because Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling is so bad right and then I don't want to talk to this person because I know they're having a really good time right now and I don't want to bring them down. Do you know what I mean? Like I go through all these yeah, thoughts. No, no, no. And I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Sometimes I scroll through and I can't find one person that right. I could even talk to. Right. And so I sat at my computer and I just started crying. I had my headphones on that I use for podcasting and editing, which kind of feels like as soon as I put it on, I'm not part of the world. Right. But I saw the kids come in and I did something I've never done in my life. They came in, I think in the doorway mm-hmm. and I was crying, but I didn't think they could see me because the 
I was behind the computer and everything and I heard them ask if I was okay and for the first time in my life I pretended I didn't hear them because I just I just needed to cry right and I was not okay right and sometimes you need that space and sometimes you just feel sometimes it's important to embrace that kind of blech and you know I'm a guy I'm stoic I'm this I'm that the other thing but yeah no yesterday definitely shook me that uh, I had an uncle who passed from COVID and you know what it was a, he was a good dude and I ended up talking to my sweet dear friend Beth talking as in she couldn't zoom thank God because I didn't want anyone to see me <laughs> and I did want to talk out loud mm-hmm. because the kids have supersonic hearing right and um, and I usually don't hide anything from the kids, but this day I just, I, I just couldn't, you know. Anyway, so she was typing back and forth with me. She was just t- talking to me, and it felt so good. We got to a space where I could get up and go do something productive. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did was when you guys said, we just saw a mouse, so... What I was going to do to turn this around, the feeling that I had around, totally got sidetracked right. by our already clean home, our already tidy home, right. me being OCD about everything and having things in perfect ship shape order. I had to turn the whole home upside down, scrub everything, make sure I didn't see any droppings, and put every bit of food away in containers like basically to live in a lab here we go right and then spray peppermint oil everywhere right (laughs) so we smell like a peppermint factory um anyway this actually brings me to the nugget of wisdom from santa monica about needing a friend and the lesson that i learned this week that i have been learning actually the past 12 months is you you never know You know, sometimes you look at a person and you think, oh my God, I'm probably not their cup of tea. They will probably hate me or we probably have, uh, well, not probably, but you can see like major differences between you and there's no way that this person will like me. (laughs) You know, I thought that way about our friend Angela Wilson Mm -hmm. and she turned out to be one of the people I love so dearly. Right. And she's so lovely to me and so open and her mind is amazing and so giving. But this reminds me of Santa Monica. I had a friend who lived on the fifth floor. I don't know if you ever met him, Matt, actually, because he ended up moving before I think you moved in. So he was always very quiet, but not the scary quiet. He, you know what I mean? Like you always end up on the news and you're like, he was very quiet. You know, he was not like that. He was very quiet, but he was always around and he had the kindest disposition. He was always warm and loving, but he didn't speak that much. We all would go to each other's flats, to each other's apartments Mm -hmm. and He didn't. He never invited anyone up. Like we would say, look what I did to my place today. Come on over. And the whole building would come over. (laughs) Like We'd like share like what we did to this wall or whatever. We would decorate all the time. We were all artists and we lived very colorfully. Is that a word? Anyway, so one day he, I think he was sensing something in me 
like I needed a friend. Mm-hmm. And he came to my studio. He's like, Vaughn, um, you do know I'm a painter, right? I'm like, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. He's like, would you like to come to my studio? I want to show you some things. Oh, don't look at me like that. It was not like that. It was I'm not. I'm just looking at you. Oh, hold, whoa, whoa, time on. I'm just looking over. Well, I'm over. sorry. It was not that kind of situation <laughs> where the person's come take a look at my portfolio upstairs. And it wasn't like that. Would you it like was... to see my collection of etchings? Stop yes. it. <laughs> so I go in there into his studio and he w- was this genius. I mean, his paintings were beautiful and his clothes now now that i think about it his clothes always had splatters of paint on them i looked around his studio and it was immaculate it was so tidy and turns out he's he was like me and he said you know fawn i i have anxiety all the time and the way i deal with it is i make everything beautiful and i i make sure everything is tidy Everything faces a certain way. I have OCD, he said, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's like me. (laughs) And so he brought me into his world and showed me how he gets by. And it was this beautiful world. It was just beautiful. Everything about him was beautiful. Having just, if you were to look at him on the street, you know how we talked about on our other show, Unseen Forces or you know, pay attention to trifles, mm-hmm. he could have been overlooked. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen. And I'm so glad that he reached out to me because I think that day he needed a friend and it just worked beautifully. And so that's the nugget. You never know, first of all, what commonalities you have with someone and you never know what cross someone is bearing. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah. You, you never know. Everyone is doing their best. Everyone is operating at their highest capacity. And everybody's going through something. And one word or one gesture. Gesture? Gesture. 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 English is not my first <laughs> language. It will change worlds. And so back to my friend Beth. And by the way, I know we have a guest who's like totally here with us. I'm going to introduce him in, in just a second. But... The nugget of wisdom that I took from Santa Monica continued because sometimes you have to say, I need a friend. And that's what I typed to Beth. I said, I need a friend. And so she was right there. And just mm-hmm. and what's so interesting is it I could feel this wave of hopelessness coming my way. I could feel it happening. So just two days before that, I asked her, first of all, Beth Hewitt has her own podcast called Visualize You. She's from the UK. She's this phenomenal genius business person. At the same time, she's highly intuitive and has the most amazing talent of being able to relate to someone and help somebody. And so I said, Beth, can you just read me? Can you just read me right now and tell me something? And I typed this out. And although it was written she she was this is what she was telling me i have it written down because we were typing i have it written down and although it was to me honestly this is for everybody and if you don't mind i'm just gonna read what she said go go all right she said you 
are feeling out of sync because you are in between the old you and the new you. The cycle of new beginnings is touching you right now and you should be gentle with yourself. The frustration you are feeling is your mismatch between rebirth and inability to see with complete clarity. Take time to grieve your losses, then make a plan. Honor all of your emotions, even those of anger and frustration, whether they are at yourself, others, or the situation you find yourself in. Anger is not a negative energy. It is as sacred as kindness and love. Honor your anger. It is the emotion that will pull you out of this slump. It will help you face a fear to take forceful action in the direction of your dreams. Acknowledge your anger, meet it, greet it, and tell it it has a place. Feel it, relive it, stomp, shout, pummel a cushion, roar like the lioness you are. Fully feel the power of unleashing your gifts into the world. It will move you forward. You are standing on the shore, looking at the boats setting sail, going on their adventures, longing for the day for you to accomplish your own adventures, but your explorers are out there doing the work, getting things ready. There will be a time when you set out into the oceans, but for now, find contentment watching the sailors. The key here is delegation, management, and partnership rather than hard labor. It feels counterintuitive because as human beings, we are conditioned that hard work equals success, but you are being asked to keep watch and see how the tide will change when you relax into the contentment of the situation. Once you are content, And only then, when you have let go of the how, you will be able to step into your birthright and claim your true self. You are being guided towards your highest embodiment. Continue in your quest for personal enlightenment. Believe, fully believe in your mission now. Continue your quest. Believe in yourself. If you keep this as your why, and keep moving towards it with action, you will receive all the help you seek. It is seeking you too. Your current financial career and podcast situation (laughs) are a reflection of your inner world. You can change this inner turmoil and let a new, more fulfilling reflection come back to you. That was a reading from Beth. Right. One of the days where I was feeling like I need a friend Believe it or not, we're so anti, anti-social anti media, you and I. But <laughs> I've been saying the past year, I have actually made true friends, real life true friends. And even though we can't be together right now, I have found our, I'm finding our circle, our family out there. And one of them is our friend Paul, who's sitting very patiently right now. Extremely patiently, <laughs> actually. So I went on Instagram And I'm part of this vegan group, right? And so I see Paul. I see this handle that says lotusmusic.co.uk. And of course, I'm drawn to the UK, but the Lotus thing and there's something about him. So I clicked on and I started looking at his pictures 
and I had just been posting about how I really dislike the behavior at New Year's, how it really freaks me out, how people celebrate the New Year's with such gusto, and they totally... What's the word I'm looking for? They say fooey to the old year, right? Yeah, they, they totally defame. They, they, they say, so long, year such and such. I hate you, you, you. So and so. Whatever, you know. But that's the year <laughs> they were like, woohoo, yay, you're here. It's like such a backstabbing, two-faced way to live. Like, you're cursing this whole year, right? <laughs> but I did not find this with Paul. Paul was saying... This is how I celebrated, and there's this beautiful picture of him with his friends, and he was talking about this was done with reverence, with meditation, with prayer, with candles, and being thankful for the previous year that we're leaving behind, being thankful, grateful, and that's what I've been saying, like, hello, no matter what's happened, if you're still here to hear these words or see anything or breathe, the year gracefully brought you to this very moment right so please do not disrespect it right yeah no absolutely so anyway so immediately i was like this guy is the real deal i love this guy and so i dm'd him i'm like hey he's like hey who are you (laughs) of course that's what you do i'm like hey let's let's meet on zoom he's like what (laughs) 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 and i could see we got on zoom i could see like the first few minutes i felt like like this is my own insecurity I'm like oh my god he probably thinks I'm a crazy person I'm like I think you should be the like you please can you be on our podcast like I love your music <laughs> so Paul is a musician and a meditation instructor he also has by the way that's also his website lotusmusic.co.uk he has a website called meetyourmindonline.com interesting He's a yogi, you guys. He's he's a yogi. I love him. Anyway, we talked for about an hour, and here he is, everybody. Everybody, meet Paul. Hello, you're right. <laughs> Doing fine. <laughs> Good, nice. It's um, it was really nice to hear you embracing your sadness earlier and stuff like that, and you talking about that. I really enjoyed it. Um, what I've learned, especially over the past few years, of you know, I used to be um an alcoholic and an addict sort of thing that pushed away me embracing all of those certain feelings. Mm -hmm. And, um, now that I'm clean, I get to fully embrace them. And even sadness has like a true kind of beauty with it. Um, in a, in a weird way, it has its own, yeah, sacred, special place. Um, but to truly feel it and like engage and embrace it like you did, is just like it works wonders and in a weird way like if you have like the perception of that it's there for a reason you can actually sometimes like enjoy it whilst it's happening as well not just the benefits after um so it's nice for you to share that i enjoyed that i appreciate that you know i've always shared how i feel and i've found in the past that people will suddenly turn on you when you're being real with them and not real like in a harsh way but just saying hey or just crying even people freak out and they'll this has been my experience and growing Mm -hmm. up in LA right or other places actually like it's become prevalent I don't know how it is now because we've so gone away from that world of if you're feeling anything take this drug 
oh, you're sad, you're depressed, you need to be on medication. Right. Yeah, Anything yeah, to yeah. stop feeling whatever it is, let's just block it instead of really embracing it. And also, if you see someone crying, freaking help them out. My God, just all they need is a hand, not even a word sometimes, or just a, 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 a kind gaze you know paul when i was living in the uk i lived in two different areas i lived in guildford england and cambridge mm. and i gotta tell you i'm a crier like when i cry i first of all i'm mostly happy like i'm mostly very bubbly and laughing most of the time but yeah. when i feel sad the tears will just flow and i remember and this would happen not a lot because i didn't cry a lot there i loved england so much but I did cry and I remember sitting in a tea shop one day by myself. I was at a table and I started crying. I was writing in my journal, but I was crying and all of a sudden I noticed a stir in my peripheral vision and it was these ladies and they were all like arm in arm and they came close and I'm sitting down and now they're like, like towering over you hovering over me like <laughs> angels like like a wise band of angels and they're like uh, oh dear what why are you crying dear what what ha and they were there to fix it whatever right. it was they were so concerned solid they were so concerned that a few tears were coming down some stranger's face and they were there to help right with humanity that does not happen very often it doesn't feel like it happens very often no. in the united states i mean i remember you guys a long time ago i was hearing i could be wrong but it was ah what do i i love her what is kate hudson's mom's name um oh geez put me on the spot thank you oh my god the net pressure <laughs> uh she's a famous actress famous comedian goldie hawn there you go so goldie hawn has kids and when they when they were little so when uh kate hudson and oliver hudson were little i hope i'm remembering this right forgive me if i'm not but <laughs> what happened was she didn't want to raise them in this culture so they moved to canada they did this experiment where the kids pretended like they got hurt and they fell down in a mall or something mm -hmm. and nobody helped them they just kept walking and these are Caucasian people. Okay. Now that has happened to me and people just walk over you. Remember I told you my story about, I was in college, I was walking to school and I had all my photography gear on and all the paper and the equipment. And I was wearing pantyhose and nice pumps because I had to rush off to a job job after right. school where everybody else dressed in torn jeans and painting art students. yeah and and i it was san francisco and the school was in the middle of a really steep hill it was chestnut street i slipped and fell and i skidded a few feet on my knees Ouch. like on concrete and all my photo stuff scattered everywhere and while this is happening in my mind in slow motion, there's this guy who's getting in his fancy car three feet away from me, just looking at me. And in such an uncaring way, he saw the blood, he saw like all that. He saw my stuff everywhere. He just gets in his car and drives away like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, you're, 
I'm not responsible. Not that, that I, I don't matter. Like mm. I'm just a nothing, like just an annoyance, you know? And the only person that really saw me was actually another guy who never spoke. He was the janitor at the school. He never spoke not one word. Mm-hmm. He picked, helped pick up my stuff and he took me to the bathroom and he cleaned up my wounds and still didn't speak to me, but like such kindness. Right. Anyway, I forgot why I was saying all this, but why I, I totally went off on a tangent. <laughs> That's what you do. Oh, well, people have a hard time in this culture, Paul, realizing how to be real and how to be open and how to be caring and let someone cry. And if you're feeling sad, not just pushing drugs on them or some, some uh, prescription, right? I think the true prescription is compassion and love for each other. Well, and also, honestly, something we've talked about a lot, which is being a good host. And part of being a good host is making sure that the people around you are not in a bad space. And that's, that's, a very, that's not something that people necessarily want to take on, which is a real shame. So, Paul, what is it like in the UK? I mean, that's what I experienced in England. How do you... How are things over there? It's been a while since I've been there. How is humanity there? How do you feel over there? How do you feel like people relate to one another? Um, so... Hmm. Um, I would say it is quite community-based, England. It's quite old school like that. People um, quite appreciate English traditions and stuff, um, which joins people together um we talk about the weather a lot um a lot of small talk and stuff like that right but people people do yeah people will um generally really care for strangers um i mean i haven't really been to america much so i can't really compare but in thailand as well when i lived there for a couple years they were even better than than english with this kind of thing like if someone fell over you had a you would have a hundred Thai people just running over and wanting to help them. Um, maybe because you know, I mean, they have the Buddhist religion, which has a big impact on how they are. There also is a lot lot more poor people in Thailand, and they have the um, they have an amazing um, sense of community. Like um, if someone gets in trouble, their family backs them up no matter what and all their friends and it's just massive community over there so i'm guessing that's what you know what kind of has the biggest impact on people having empathy and stuff for others like strangers would be if they they kind of know what community is in their day-to-day lives and they're more likely i'm guessing to um have empathy for strangers and stuff like that and other people what what do you think went wrong, Matt? Why is the United States the way it is? Questions. There's always lots of questions. And my presupposition has always been that Americans in particular were very migratory and we don't necessarily settle down with deep roots. Even if our family is from a town, we're three towns over where we're surrounded by strangers. I just had that prejudice and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but in England, the roots settle deep. And people are yeah. in a community of generation after generation. And so they feel a real ownership. 
because maybe they see their father's name on a building or, you know, and that kind of thing. And they have something to live up to. And they've seen their parents again, generationally helping people out, showing that they, they care and that they have faith in their community and they want to strengthen their communities. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the buildings tell you, talk to you, and they've been there for centuries. Here, it's like a movie set. You put up a building, they look like matchboxes when you're seeing them built, right? Right. It's so crappy. Well, And, on, and, and then on. it's it's torn down. Right. Nothing but, lasts. Right. And But then you'll remember when we were in like a Port Townsend, which has been around for a minute, there were dates on all the buildings from when they were built. And so you at least get a sense of some semblance of history. And I know, of course, Paul's probably laughing because our idea of history is about 200 years old. <laughs> but, if that. <laughs> like, if something is 20 years old, we're like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know, again, it comes back to our architecture architecture is huge for me obviously but i mean in <laughs> england i mean in the uk yeah you're it is like this beautiful mentor all over all over the place right reminding you yeah uh, yeah definitely and also what goes hand in hand with that is you know like the old the history of england like the myths and the legends and the folklore um and like our old religion before christianity came was like druid and celtic and stuff like that and all this stuff just intertwines and yeah obviously makes the um the atmosphere that we that we live in that we grew up in and stuff is it do you find it's easy to make friends in the uk like can you just go up to random person <laughs> and start um um yeah i would say so yeah i mean i've always been quite lucky at naturally being able to make friends wherever I go, which, I'm, which is a blessing. Um, but I would say, yeah, people are quite friendly. Obviously, some people aren't, but, um, yeah, most of them are, are quite open about that. I love it. Oh, I, I really miss England. I really do. It's so special. So going back to having feelings <laughs> and expressing them, can you tell us... Can you share with us how you came to be where you are today? How did it all come together for you? The meditation, the getting over drugs and all of that. How did you do it? How did you, what brought you here? Um, um, hmm. So, okay. It's quite a long story. I won't go into it too much, but I will bet. Um, so, I mean, I started practicing meditation when I was about 15. One of my best mates, he was Hindu, um, a friend who I used to go to a lot of English music festivals with and stuff. Um, and I got into music when I was quite young, when I was about eight years old. I started playing piano and guitar, and uh, then I started singing. But then when I got to 15, I went to college just, just studying music. And then when you get into college, which is, I think it's still part of high school for you guys, isn't it? When you're um, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I went into that, a lot of drugs come around. And I went to a college in Glastonbury, which is one of the most hippiest parts in, in the UK. <laughs> um, they have Glastonbury Festival. I don't right. know if you heard of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can't, and it's yeah. cancelled. I just heard it was going to be cancelled for 2021 now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so i mean i got into the drugs a lot i actually started selling them a lot since i was about 16 mm -hmm. years old and uh whatnot and then my music started deteriorating i went into a lot of like um the illegal rave scene and the reason why i went into that instead of my live music was because of i was more accepted to take drugs and i could get away with it more so and stuff like that i mean that was amazing it was great fun you had like these parties in the middle of nowhere in the countryside with like thousands of people and every now and then the police will come and they'll try and shut it down and uh, it was just full of like thousands of hippies it, it was great and the, the the um the landscape was beautiful as well um and then eventually it got so bad my addiction when i was about 24 um it just yeah i hit that rock bottom um where something just happened and I was just like, right, I need to need to go. My mum, bless her, um, she helped, she she paid for me to go to rehab in Thailand and she sent me off in three days on an airplane. It was like, go, boom. Um, so I went there and uh, that's where I met my first meditation instructor who taught me how to teach meditation. Um, and then I met lots more like Buddhists. Um, so my first one was a spiritualist and a lot more after that was spiritualists and stuff like that. And I mean, I got really addicted to ketamine, which I found it makes you have like out of body experiences, this drug. And I think that's why I got so addicted to it. And that's why I got so into meditation when I got clean was because I was obviously seeking this spiritual side for me. Um, and people get addicted to different drugs because that's what they seek and what makes them comfortable. Right. That makes sense. Um, so, so yeah, so I really got into my meditation, do it every day. Then I got into my exercise. I've just done my PT course. Um, so I actually want to, when I'm older, after my music, I want to actually make a fitness health detox retreat. Mm -hmm. Um but also like putting spirituality in their meditation, the fitness, the um, cookery classes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then uh, whilst I was in Thailand living on this little island for a couple of years, just after rehab, I started writing again, writing music. And I wrote my, um, my first music album and I lived on this little, on this little, in this little Thai house on, side of this mountain overlooking the jungle and then the ocean like five minute drive for me and i just wrote this album it was beautiful um you walk down and pick your own bananas and mangoes and stuff like that make your smoothies nice um yeah perfect place to write an album it was a blessing yeah and for my mum to pay for me to go to rehab and send me on that flight i'll always be grateful for that yeah, i'm grateful to her i'm grateful to her because Oh, Paul, I just want to kiss you. I mean, platonically, <laughs> platonically. I love you so much. I just want to kiss you on your forehead. I think you're, you, not I think, you, you are such a phenomenal human being. And I just, please keep talking. I love and I'm glued to everything you're saying. All your experiences, please keep sharing. Oh my God. Um... <laughs> Um, it's nice for you to say I love you both too I, lo I love um, 
um, your podcast, what I've heard so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, after after Thailand, I had to come back to do my music album. I can't really stay in on a little island in Thailand and do a music album. Um, so I had to come back and I got a few contacts here um, to get stuff uh, kick-started off and I had to do my PT diploma and I got black, back as well. Um, so yeah, now I'm just, at the moment, I'm staying in a little studio flat above my parents, which is lovely to be back with the family for a bit. Um, and then I move in a couple months, this little log cabin next to a stream in an orchard where I get to teach meditation and do more recording and stuff. Paul, that sounds um, amazing. I, we want to come over. <laughs> more than welcome. <laughs> can you can you share with us a little bit right now? Can you sing to us? Am I putting you on the spot? Is that okay? No, you're you're fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because we we both. I mean, first of all, Matt is everything UK. Matt's computer only. I only in. get news from the UK. Like for years, it's been this way. And for years, I tried to live in the UK and it didn't work out because obviously Matt was in the United States and that's where we were supposed to meet. But oh my God, I just, yeah. And anyway, Matt is a huge music person and we both really appreciate what you're doing and are huge fans of you. Cool. You may need to adjust his levels. What do I do? Well, do no, I when do? he starts playing, it might come in too loud. Do you want to do it? No, 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 you got it. Okay, all right, all right. I'm so okay. excited. Okay, Groovy. Okay, so this one mm -hmm. is called um, The Blood Moon Goddess. Okay, here we go.
This is what I'm talking about. This is so healing. And this is what the friendship circle is all about. It's food and music and conversation. And listening to you, I feel like all the troubles that I was talking about, it just feels so much better. You know, it doesn't make it disappear, but it makes it all beautiful. Well, yeah, you like absolutely. How Paul was saying. Absolutely. The way you were playing, the way it started it just draws you in and then it's not like you're personally for the most part i listen to typically songs that have extremely powerful lyrics and people singing i mean it's very mm, matt is a heavy metal guy power metal in particular so it's very uh, etc etc <laughs> but by the same token as I, I i told paul the the band i've seen the second most often is peter paul and mary because there's a certain openness and a certain bringing you in and and holding you is what you get from a lot of that kind of music yeah it's very embracing and and it's not like when you're performing the song i mean your your lyrics i mean the way you the way you're singing is very breathy i think so there's a there's almost a hollowness that brings you in. You know, it's not like this impenetrable force shield that you can't break through. It's very embracing. And yeah. Embracing is a perfect word for it. Paul, Paul, Matt and I always talk about mentors and we grew up looking for mentors and there was nobody there, not even parents, because it felt like they were struggling with their own demons and there was never that authority figure to embrace you and hold you and make you feel safe. You know, like my and I have pretty much felt like we've been on our own listening to your music 
is that elder, uh, that, that mentor that fully embraces you and holds you in a safe, beautiful embrace and lets you know, despite the pain, that you're safe and you're loved and you're embraced and taken care of. And there you go. Frankly. Exactly, exactly. I wanted to get into... Um, you know, more of the community aspects of music. And that is, that is something that if I'm at a show and I, I hear that song and I'm surrounded by people who are also hearing that song and reacting to it, I know that we're building a community right there at that moment. Paul, you are so beautiful. <laughs> um, thanks. It's really sweet of you to say. I mean, there's some amazing compliments and I, I mean I can really relate as well to you kind of saying it's embracing and it's okay to what I kind of got the gist was was to feel vulnerable to to go into that song let those feelings come out and those emotions like the kind of music that I play I also love listening to that kind of music and I've had friends before that say they say why do you listen to that kind of music it's really sad <laughs> <laughs> and what what I what I feel is that those people, um, which some of them have actually now started embracing that kind of music, that they've they just haven't you know gotten in touch with that vulnerability of letting go and and yeah staying in that safe space what you're on about, so so those feelings can come up and they can just feel that beauty of like like that's a kind of that's like a happy sadness. And it's very important, I think, to get in touch with that side of your emotions and stuff. Um, so to hear you say that, that I, my music does that, is, is really nice. I really love hearing that. It's great. It transcends time and space. It transcends age. Because as you were playing, I felt like, do, y'all, do you both remember or ever had this feeling? And I never quite actually had it in physical realm but being little uh, the feeling of or the memory of being very small and having a big person like big person (laughs) hug you where you feel completely enveloped inside their chest (laughs) and surrounded by their flesh in such a loving way it's what i imagine a grandparent or great a strong grandparent, a strong great-grandparent to embrace you and to impart their wisdom on you, even if it's just through the hug without any words. That's what your music is, Paul. Your music is, I mean, you're quite young. Your music is like an old elder, the wise person, the leader of the community just embracing you and holding you and giving you information and even if you're not able to focus on the words it's the feeling absolutely but of course Do you agree with yes. what i'm saying yeah no 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 absolutely sorry i've had coffee um <laughs> but who's the blood moon goddess <laughs> um, um so I mean, most of my songs aren't so imaginative and kind of fiction, but I would say that one's more so fiction. The lovely thing about fiction is you can kind of depict your own story from it. Right. Yeah. And I can pour myself into it, irregardless of where you were coming from. I get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's more just, um, it's more just, uh, I mean, it's a story of someone's partner dying as you praise the blood moon goddess, which saves the partner and gives it life. Wow, amazing. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I, I want to talk about meditation, but that's me. Yeah, please go. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a meditation guru, teacher? Um, in, 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 uh, instructor and coach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have, I, okay. Here's, here's a serious question. Cause I was actually thinking about this just yesterday. Cause yesterday was not the best day. Now in kind of the more Japanese style meditation, like you're supposed to meditate in the instant you're not meditating properly, you get whacked with a stick. Mm. Now what's your interpretation as far as the where's the why's the how's i mean how did that evolve and why does that happen you know what or what do you do when you know people are meditating and you can see them slipping in and out of really staying in that i guess higher mind um so what i know what i think i know um is the the monks in japan that do that are buddhists and um mm -hmm. there's you know different countries the different buddhists have different beliefs right so that would, I'm guessing, come from the culture of Japan, and they're quite, um, they're quite strict. The <laughs> Japanese, they always have been. They're quite loyal and stuff like that as well. Um, what I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend anyone going hitting someone who ain't meditating hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, but, so what I mean, what I teach is lots of different practices to especially for beginners to ground them and uh, calm their mind mm -hmm. and, and their body at the same time. Um, so you do all these different practices beforehand. And then when they go into that meditation, which is normally say, if we do a 40 minute practice, only five minutes at the end for a beginner would be just sitting and being aware. Um, so yeah, we do all these different types of practices so that when they go into that meditation, they are grounded and calm and their mind's not distracting them from being present and in the moment. Right. Um, and then what works for them works for them. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. Um, and we'll have open conversations on different subjects, like, I don't know, like yin and yang, karma, manifestation, gratitude, that kind of stuff because um, the philosophy is also quite a big part. But I mean, it's all, everyone's journey is massively different and there's no right or wrong way about meditation. And some of the, you know, big time gurus, say like Guru Sadhguru, who is uh, very well known, probably one of the most well-known ones at the moment alive. He, for example, you know, would say, um, don't believe everything I say. Because <laughs> everyone's, depiction of what's right and wrong is different and that's why i believe we're put here is to understand life and experience life and to understand the difference between yin and yang and what we perceive as good and bad and stuff like that but yeah everyone's journey is different definitely gotcha gotcha now back to getting hit with stick because of course i'm fascinated by such things uh -huh. um <laughs> for me thinking it through i i want to say that it may have evolved because people have this urge to communicate 
And in, in much the same way I studied Aikido and in much the same way we're taught that a punch on some level is an act of communication. This is someone so desperate to connect to you that they take a swing. That's how emotionally charged they are to want to mm. physically connect to you. Now, it's not particularly a positive way, but in my mind, it's like getting hit by the stick in meditation is something similar. It's a, it's a desire for to be connected with in a much more direct and physical manner. But that's me. <laughs> what now? Like the instructor wants to connect with you? No, the, the student actually wants to be communicated with uh, and talked to. And, and maybe they'd much rather be like petted on the head, but that's not going to happen. They're going to get whacked with a stick, but it's at least a communication. And it's at least something that you draw out. But I don't know. That's just me. That's mm-hmm. also from definitely our background in yes. studying martial arts is we learned, especially through Aikido, if if someone is attacking you, that they're out of harmony. And it's about reconnecting and bringing them to harmony and protecting your attacker and really understanding what the punch is all about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where is this pain coming from? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all anger deprives really from the sadness. Right. Mm. Exactly. Totally. I I really like the fact that one of the things you're describing is everyone's journey is different. And that is, I think, one of the one of the absolute key things. I mean, I think everybody gets to a particular place on the earth, but everyone gets there in their own way and learns their own lessons along the way. I'm really intrigued by what you're up to, Paul. And I'm so glad we met I want to be a part of everything you're doing. <laughs> I just think we have a lot in common. Our paths have definitely come together for a reason. And prime example, you see how this happens? Paul didn't know me. I didn't know Paul. <laughs> I was brave and I'm like, hey, hello <laughs> from all the way over here on this pla- on this side of the planet. True. And you see the beauty that can transpire even with social media, unbelievable for something that we despise so much and we feel like <laughs> is the downfall of humanity uh-huh. has actually done some amazing things this year, guys. Okay, let's let's be fair. Honestly, social media, the reason why I'm so quick to say it's the devil is because I think people hide behind social media and I surround myself with people who think exactly the same way I do. And so they reinforce my beliefs. And in many cases that, that spirals people into a, a place that I think is negative, where I feel comfortable saying terrible things about people, for instance, or as opposed to really it being a, a forum for openness, a forum for community, a forum to join together and resonate on a higher level, if you will. So social media is actually parallel to real life, actually, because in real life, I mean, I'll just speak for the communities we've noticed and the culture we've noticed in the United States is everything is superficial and, you know, it's just superficial and you're not really there for each other, Right. It's just, right. you're going to present the best face possible. You're going to present yourself as the greatest, the best, the richest, the prettiest, whatever. But very few people actually will like be real with you and have a heart to heart, total open path, open segue, open right. heart, right? <laughs> and it's the same in social media. And that's what Paul and I like pierce through. That's what I think 
some people are now piercing through is that superficialness. It happens outside of social media. Right. And it, it may be, I mean, something that I've started reading about is that people are letting their Zoom etiquette fall. People are being more and more real. People are having their kids burst in on business meetings or, you know. Well, they're not having to. It just happens. It's life. (laughs) I know. I know. But people are letting life happen. People are showing life happening. And there's there's a, a lot of people who are uncomfortable with this and a lot of people who are getting more and more comfortable with it. But I mean, once upon a time, I spent eight years in a remote position and I mentored. And mentoring is a very, it's not something to enter in lightly. And it's, it's extremely fulfilling, but it's also can be extremely challenging, particularly completely remotely. I mean, I had to understand and communicate and go through this entire process with somebody that I met once as far as face-to-face in real life. And we actually always met just strictly uh, vocally, vocally and typing. And that was it. We didn't actually look at each other. And isn't that quite spiritual if you think about it? Because having faith, it's something that you can't see. It's not material you can grasp onto, Mm -hmm. right? And so now we're all communicating together on this other level without being together physically, without smelling each other, without hearing each other the way you would hear in person. Right. Yet Mm. the communication is totally happening. It's like, it is like meditation and entering the different realms and experiencing things without drugs. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you realize, okay, I can achieve this state totally naturally. Like I am built for this. We are all built to do superhuman things. And Mm. when you access that, then you're like, okay, here it is. And I think that's what's starting to happen with us because of the pandemic. So much like how everybody's like, all right, 2020, you sucker, we hate you. (laughs) All right, pandemic, what lessons have we achieved what lessons have we learned from this? How, how have we grown? We've now the majority of the population that refused to see the injustices were faced to see all the various different levels of injustice, racial injustice, economic injustice, environmental injustice, right. you know, and now we're, we're all, I don't know, everything is becoming clear. The veil is down there's no behind the curtain kind of thing it's we can see better now we can feel better you guys yeah no no no. i i I agree i don't know if i necessarily put the meditation label on it but i definitely think that we're getting more we're getting closer to that point where we're feeling more and more comfortable to show our authentic selves not because we're i'm sorry comfort is not the right word we're getting more and more insistent on showing our authentic selves because that's who we are. And I think that we're having fewer and fewer opportunities as far as social interaction goes to show people who we really are. But to meditation, Paul, you were uh, were talking about a beginner may attend a a, uh, meditation class and spend maybe five minutes at the tail end really being aware how mm. using words which are pathetically incomplete i know but how would you describe your sense of what it is to be aware um so i mean so what buddhists say for example they'll say we have six senses 
So your five main senses are your sight, your smell, your taste, your sound, and your touch. And then the sixth sense is thinking. So being aware is just letting go of thinking and just trying to notice all of those five senses in one go at the same time. Because when we're, when we're walking and talking and moving, it is pretty much impossible to actually concentrate on two of the sen two senses at the same time. It's, it's really hard to fully, to give like most of your attention to one or the other normally happens. It's really rare to actually, when you practice it, you know, you, you, you'll see what I mean. But so when you meditate, you really just try and let your, your thinking go and just be in those five senses and just mm -hmm. be. And then after a while, if you really want to get into the spiritual side of meditation, because there's lots of different benefits and some people, you know, do it for their mind. Some people do it for their body mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. But um, if you really want to get into the spiritual side and start opening that, then, you know, if you meditate for about, say, two hours, for example, um, for some people, it's different. Um, some people get into it quicker or slower. But yeah, if you're there for two hours, just being in those five senses, you start going inside of yourself and unraveling those layers and stuff like that, which everyone, again, on that journey is different. Of um, course. But yeah, that's that's about it, really. Um, it's interesting, you guys talking about the changes in the in the pandemic and stuff, and it's, it's funny as well, 2020 um, is the number that represents change um and transformation and i find that people have either gone one way or the other they've either really taken advantage of this corona stuff this pandemic whatever mm -hmm. um and they've really embraced self-growth and self-love because this is perfect opportunity for self-love um you know because we've been kind of forced into either isolation or solitude depends how you are in yourself and um yeah self-love this is prime time and other people have just gone the other way and they're normally the people that have gone i've hated 2020 um <laughs> but um yeah it's been a great opportunity for it um and also yeah there's the benefits of um online talking and, and communicating through like social media and stuff but it's interesting like with social media you know it can be really addictive um right. just looking at your phone and stuff like that i mean i really try and only use it for for um mainly for my music and, mm -hmm. and my meditation and and uh promotion um but yeah i mean my addictive side of it will go to just pick up my phone just for the hell of it and i'll right. have to battle my mind and i'll be like whoa whoa don't touch it put it down <laughs> face it face it upside down i'll go downstairs i'll be like well i'm leaving you upstairs right i'll go out sometimes to walk and leave it at home nice nice yeah no i have a it's weird because I'm a computer programmer, but I have a pathetic phone. It doesn't do anything. I don't even have fa I don't even have a Facebook app on my phone, for instance, just because I know it's just far too convenient. Now, unfortunately, I'm around computers all the time, so I have that aspect of things. But generally speaking, when you're in front of a computer, it you know I'm I'm engaged in probably a work related activity, so it it helps keep me away, but it doesn't always. 
And there are times where I feel like I'm just reflexively checking on things for no good reason, where I could be doing something a lot more constructive. I really like that thought of self-awareness or isolation and sitting in, in making that almost logical decision as far as where you're going and, and what 2020 ultimately speaking writes in your soul. Does it write in you suck or does it write in I, I, I got traction on this or I learned this or I met this person or I had these experiences, even if they weren't, you know, standing on the top of the Eiffel Tower, they were still good experiences. You know, or I, I became more self-aware. I, I understood myself so much better. I think there's a lot of power in that. I've always said that, I've always described the Tao of Matt, which is just, this is my way. And it kind of only works for me, but if I follow it and if I really adhere to it, I'm, I'm stronger for it. And I can tell those moments in time where I have not been, where I felt a little lost are, the, are those moments in time where I'm not following kind of this Tao of Matt. I've kind of wandered off the path and it can be hard to find your way back. Mm, yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, what I think you're kind of a bit on about is like, you know, listening to your heart and then also um, temptations and stuff can take you away from the heart and also the easy journey can take you away from what the heart wants and stuff like that as well. Ah, uh, the easy journey, of course. Yes. Mm. I want the easy journey right now. <laughs> I think I've had enough. <laughs> well, normally, normally after the hard journey, you get in normally an equal wave of the easy journey. You just got to be patient, don't you? Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. I have to be a surfer and know that that wave is coming so mm. I can ride on that to carry me through and to carry us through. Um, I just want to say again, thank you for being with us today and thank you for joining our family, Paul. You are our spirit family and I'm so looking forward to all the get togethers we're going to have with you. This is, this is just the beginning. And I'm wondering if you could close off this send off on this particular episode with another song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, what, what would you rather, uh, a happy, cheery love song or a bit more of a kind of mysterious, um, ambient, um, kind of, Oh, it's about wolves. I like, I like both, but since we were talking about the wave of easiness coming, can we do the happy one? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And can you come back? Can we have more shows with you? Yeah, definitely. I'd I'd love that. Yeah. And I, and I want to start with a mysterious one on the next show. Okay, cool. Um, so this one is called Bella and it was written about um, this girl I was seeing in Thailand and it was my first ever good relationship after I got clean um, from drugs and alcohol because it wasn't codependent and all that and it was just equal, it was giving love and it was just easy um, so yeah, here we go, this one's called Bella
My heart is singing to your music, Paul. Thank you so much. Wow, that was really uplifting and beautiful. I was going to say from the bottom of my heart, but from my entire being, I am so grateful that we are friends now, and I'm so glad we met you. You are such an exceptional, beautiful human being, Paul. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a really pretty song. And your music has... I feel better. I feel like a salve has been put on, put upon my heart. I feel so much better now. Paul, thank you. To hear thank more. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, thank you for being here. To hear more from Paul, please go to, which website, Paul, would you prefer them to go to? For the music, it's www.lotusmusic.co.uk. And, and then the- it's got, at the bottom of the website, it has like um, SoundCloud link and the Instagram link and stuff like that. 
We're going to ask Paul to come back again and again. We are forever friends and family now. And I just want to say thank you. And for those of you listening, if you need somebody, please contact me. Go to ourfriendlyworld.com. Please send me an email and I will be talking with you. Should you need anything, someone to talk to, someone to listen, I am here. Matt is here. Our friends are here. We have some friends that will connect with you as well. And Paul, once again, you are a lifesaver. And we're so grateful. Talk to you in a few days, everybody. Please hit subscribe to our podcast. Help support this friendship circle that is growing. Yes. And by the way, we're in the top 5% of all podcasters on the planet. Woot woot. <laughs> but we need your help. We need subscribers. <laughs> and reviews. And reviews to better be able to be in a situation where we're exposed and people know about this podcast. Anyway, talk to you in a few days, everybody. Take care and be kind. Stay kind to yourself. Yes. As well as to others. We love you. Talk to you in a few days. Be well. Bye.